Okay, good morning everybody. Shavua Tov, thank you all for coming. We're learning, this is the last, the last time we're learning the month of Sivan. Let's mention these, these very special names just one more time. We're learning memory of Dalia's sister, Joan Fader, Chana Bashmul Alevi, and Sarah, Miriam and Yossi, in memory of, of uh, Pinchas Menachem ben Avram David. Ira Brown, on her 50th birthday, the weekly sponsorship this week. It's a very, very, very special one for me personally. It's a memory. This is by our dearest, like my second Ima, uh, Susan Cates, in memory of her dear husband, Dani Cates, Dan Mordechai ben Nochum. Um, their, their 46th wedding anniversary is Gimel Tammuz. So to have that, that, that in mind as well. Okay, so I still haven't figured out if this is going to be the last. I, I have to look at the scheduling and discuss with you because I, when does school finish? The end of next week. Okay, so we, so next, yeah, okay, but same, so we'll learn next week as well. That's good. Okay. So if you could all open up to, um, one second. Daf Samech Vav. And I'm going to give a brief recap of what we learned last week. We started this new parak. We talked about the greatness of the last generation. We talked about a living generation, right? So I was um, reminded of a very beautiful interaction I had backstage once at a, at a festival hatanach, it was called. I don't know Maya Kesher, but it was a festival, music festival out in Me'arot Beit Guvrin. Do you know, do you know where that is? Yeah. Gorgeous place. It was right after that area opened up, that amphitheater there. And it was a concert. I was there with, I think Aaron Razel was on the bill. We would, we would go up and then go down. Eti Ankri, you know who she is? She's a, she's a Rebbe. Eti Ankri was a, it's another amazing thing about the Israeli culture. She's a, she's a woman that I grew up as a little kid. She was a star here. Nothing, she wasn't talking about Yiddishkeit or anything, but, but uh, she did some serious, beautiful tshuva. Now she only sings, she only does stuff for women. That was already, she was still doing concerts then for mixed crowds, but she would get up levush, looking like a mamish, a, like really, it was a big thing in Eretz Yisrael. Anyone that grew up on her knows what I'm talking about. So we were talking backstage, her husband looks mamish, looks like Moshe Rabbeinu, I think his name is Moshe actually, he's also her manager. And we were talking about Am Yisrael, I wanted to get a feel from her what she feels Am Yisrael wants and is looking for, because in Am Yisrael and Eretz Yisrael, because she's so much in touch with the pulse of the nation. She's so, you know, she was, for so many years, she's been such a, so she said, um, and I remember her saying this, swaying back and forth, and she kept on saying, Am Yisrael pashut rotze litchaber. Am Yisrael pashut rotze litchaber. Ani roat ze kol azman, urak rotze chivurim. Am Yisrael just wants connections. They want to feel connected. They want to feel connected. So I remember that in the context of what we were learning last week. Because we were talking about Gdulat Hadora Acharon, the greatness of this last generation. Now, the greatness of this last generation, Al Pi Pshat, of what it looks like, is that it's Bichlal, not nothing to write home about. It's actually seems very much quite often Lahefech. But Al Pi, what we were learning, and this is something we have to believe in very, very deeply. It's a tfila, it's a very big shift in consciousness in terms of how we view and understand the generation and the time that we're living with, is that we have to look at who we see, and regardless of whatever is coming out of their mouth or tattooed on their arms, what they really want is lehit chaber. That's what they're really looking for. That is also why the musicians of today have captured the kahat, they've captured everyone more than ever before. As Rav Cook spoke about, that this would be happening when tshuva would find its way into the world of Olama Safrut, the world of literature, the Tarbut, culture. That is why Rav Kook was such a big um, initial um, um, advocate of the Betzalel school, the, the school, you know, the Betzalel school in Yushalayim, the school of art. This is where he, he saw that this is where it's going to be, right? So again, when we're speaking about the greatness of this door that we're in, it's true that on a certain level, it seems we're further than ever. And, and, it, and it shakes us up in our neshama. It really does. 
On the other hand, mitzad, the zgula of the neshama of the, of the door, that's what we were talking about last week, the soul of the generation, if you look deep inside, people really, really want to lehitchaber. Just a plug, not that he needs it at all, but if any of you are into Chanan Ben-Ari, he put out a new album last week. There are tracks on there that could be easily David HaMelech writing them. But it's in a language that doesn't sound like shul necessarily, or at least the shuls we have up until now. It's a dibur of chibur. It's an amazing, amazing, amazing album. There's one song I would definitely recommend because I can't get it out of my, out of my mind, out of my heart. And it's called Lemala. Lemala, Lemala. Now, I'm just to share with you a little bit of behind the scenes. He told me last year, he played this for me when I went to his studio. And he said to me, really, he, he, he took, you know, higher and higher, higher and higher. And it moved him so much that he wrote a Hebrew version to it. Lemala, and the chorus is just over again, higher and higher, just in Hebrew. Lemala, Lemala. Now, it's the soft, sweet, like unbelievable. The words are this door. The words are this door. The words are trufa for this door. It may be hard for some of you because at the end, someone, not him, busts out in some kind of a rap. But it, the rap is also the token, the, the context of the rap is very much lemala lemala also. But we're seeing this all over the place. So I would definitely recommend that. Now, we still, though, have to read the Aravoda in this year today, in this year Bichlal, but definitely today is, is getting the tools that help us to believe in the door. Like, we have to believe in this generation. And again, the, heart, the more that something is important, the more that something is crucial, the harder it will be, by looking at, it, at, at things face value. The harder it will be. Um, and, and what we spoke about last time, about the Gdulat Ador Acharon, was he was, Rav Kook was giving us, uh, just based, Rav Sasson was teaching us based on Rav Kook, helping us understand what it means to view the neshama of the door as opposed to individuals. And the neshama of the door is really crying out, I want to connect. I'm just not finding it through many of the vices and tools that worked for thousands of years. Well, that's because for thousands of years, those tools, those tzinorot, were coded in galut. And malasot, that's what it was. They were, it was the way, to, the way to get inside was more, like we always say, more survival mode versus thrival mode. But now that we're coming back home to Eretz Yisrael, we have to develop a new language and a new way of finding those right tzinorot that connect us deep inside. So open up on Daf Samachvav. We'll continue from here. In the beginning, in the beginning of this page, he says, you know, you may, you may come to another question about all this. The top of the page, Shema Yavoa Shoel Veishal. This is very, this is very interesting. Shema Yavoa Shoel Veishal. Gam ima madrega klaliti gdola. Sof sof yeshechrech shekol echad yitakenet atzmo. It's great. You want to tell me the neshama of the door is big? People will just rely on that and saying, hey, I'm part of a big generation. I don't have to work so much my individuality because I'm part of a big movement that's going on. He's like, no, 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 no. Sof, sof, Everyone has to take it a little bit. Rav Sasson is saying the parade is taking place. The light's there, whether you like it or not. But the way that you'll feel what's really happening in the door is if you clean your insides to be part of it as well. There's no ptor. It's not like saying, well, everyone's, Rav Kook said, we're part of a huge nisham, we're part of the nisham of the door and the nisham of the door is so clean and so beautiful and refined. I'll just sit back and, and bask in the fact that, in the light of the fact that I'm part of it. He's saying, great. What is it doing for you? So every, each and every one of us, as we work on ourselves, midah after midah, cleansing ourselves slowly, slowly, more and more, we will feel that which is already taking place in the door. Like many people say, well, I, I know I'm part of something really big. I know the gula is mamash on its way and something amazing is happening. Why don't I feel it? Well, it's not, it's not a thing that you just feel. 
It's, a, it's a, always based on what I do to myself. I have to ask Mechila, will you kill me if, if we get some air in here? I'm sorry, I'm, I'm so sorry. If it gets too much, obviously you can shut it off, but the windows, I'm telling you, the windows in this room are not, there's no cross, there's nothing really happening when you open these windows in here, besides a lot of bugs and mosquitoes. So, please mochel me. And Ariel, you'll be the achreit when you see people turning into icebergs here. Okay. <laughs> So he says, Meaning the person that says, don't rely on the fact that you're part of something big. That you, it doesn't work like that. Each of us is summoned, is called, is invited for some tremendous individual work to be done on ourselves. To prepare us for this tremendously big light that is already, is already happening. But you have to know that really the, the general level that the door is at is based on the sesgula of our neshama like we spoke about before. No matter what you see, each person, each one of us, our souls our souls are from, you know how the Tanya explains this. Our souls are coming from mitachat lekisei kavod. Whatever that means. Okay, I don't, whatever that means, which means our souls come from such a high place, from right beneath the throne of glory. Again, whatever that means. Madrigatan enan adam matnat Okay. What did you do to get such an neshama? Did anyone do something to get such an neshama? So there's two levels of holiness we're always working on. One is mitzad my ma'asim. It's a holiness that I can either add to or detract from. The more I add kedusha in my life, the more there's kedusha that becomes bigger and bigger in my life. And then the, obviously, the more that I neglect my, the more that I neglect holiness and that I neglect importance and what's what I should be doing in this world, then the less it is in my life. That's one ball, ball game. But there's a whole other ballgame going on, and that's the one that we're focusing on here. And that is, I didn't do anything to get my neshama. I didn't do anything that I, the fact, to merit the fact that I come from such a high and exalted place. It is what it is. That's how Hashem created it. And those are two different worlds of Kedusha. The question is, I know how to nurture the, the first one. What do I have to do to nurture the first one? Avoda. I have to. I. I. I got. I got to. I got to learn. I got to daven. I have to work hard on detecting the places in me that block me from growing. Those places in me that turn me off, that put me to shluf, and that raise judgment. Oy, Hashem save us. That ra- that raise levels of judgment on other Jews around myself. Pseder. That's one thing. But how do I work on being in touch with the second part, that place in me that's just holy because? My neshama comes from such a high place. How do I? How do I? How am I in touch with the second one? Okay, what's one of them? What else? You understand the question? Not so much. I have two. Th- I have two things going on in me. One is a kedusha that's dependent on how hard I work on myself, and that kedusha can be is greater or smaller dependent on my avoda. But what about this other piece in me that just is what it is because that's the way Hashem wanted it to be? How do I gain more access? How do I nurture that garden? Hoda. What? Huh? How do I? So how do I establish that kesher? Open up your heart. I can keep on doing this. <laughs> <laughs> talking, talking to Hashem all the time. Talking to Hashem all the time. Working on Emuna, learning about what it means to be part of Am Yisrael, just learning about what it means to be part, learning about Am Yisrael, you know, going through Tanakh, just learning about every story that we know about who we are. I'm learning right now, Sefer Shoftim, learning with Chavrusa, learning about we got up to Gidon. Gidon wasn't a big figure in our Chinuch growing up. We didn't learn a lot about Gidon. Gidon's like Perek, Zain, Chet, and Shoftim. And, and suddenly, while I'm learning this, I'm like, I can't believe that I'm part of the line of Gidon. Like, why shouldn't everyone feel like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm part of the line of Gidon, right? 
So anything we're learning about Am Yisrael connects me more to this gula of the neshama, right? The neshama part, this other thing. And this other thing, that Rav, this is what Rav Kook was really pushing us to focus on, just mitzad, this gula of the neshama of Am Yisrael, that is the calling that we're being in touch with today that's bringing us more kesher in itchabrut to the great light. You know why? Because the first, the first circle we just described of working on myself, and that's what makes me holier or less holier, that's, that was the only way to hold on in, in galut, to feeling like I was still connected. There wasn't, no, there wasn't the luxury to focus on the second circle in galut. There was no luxury. There was no time. There was no, there was no time. There was no shaykhus to that. The, the world we're living in right now, you have to understand, it's such a luxurious time for us that we could actually sit back here on a Sunday morning and regardless of anything we have to do, we feel like it's important to connect ourselves to Nishmas Am Yisrael. These things didn't exist. You understand? These kind of, it, it didn't exist. It would be a joke if you told someone 80 years ago, this is a shear on a Sunday morning. He'd laugh at you. Like, what? You're all out of your minds. You're all tripping. You're all hallucinating. That's what they'd say. And yet we know, we feel so strongly in a very serious way that our connection to this circle that we're speaking about is the leading beacon of light towards where the rest of the Am wants to lead Chaber to. Put it like this. Back in the day, were there Achdus seminars and talks and things like that? Achdus? Did people hate each other? I'm sure there was, I'm sure not everyone got along perfectly. But what was such a, why, why, why wasn't there such a big like, you know, parade of Achdus going on in the world? Why not? Because that really wasn't, that didn't feel like that was the Ikar, Ikar Avoda at the time, because no one was really feeling that connected to the Klal so much either. And we didn't have that much access to anyone outside my village. All I was really thinking about, all I really knew about, was the people that I'd see on Shabbos and Shul, or that would come to get their shoes shine, or a, or a tailor's clients. There was, who else did you know? And yet today, we have access, we're connected to so many different chiburim, so the responsibility to be in touch with the second circle of Am Yisrael is that much more in our face. That much more in our face. You know, my f- remember last Shabbos, we, not this Shabbos, last Shabbos, whoever was here had the gift of hearing Yehuda Solomon all Shabbos, Chazen, you know, that, and, and that they're moving back. So he went back, they went back to LA last week, and basically, they had Parshat Shlach again this Shabbos, <laughs> which is just unbelievable how it worked out like that. So he called me before Shabbos. He said, can you remind me the Torahs that we were saying last week because I, they, they asked me to speak this Shabbos and Shul, and I want to give it over. And he just left me before I walked in. He said, I'm telling you, there is, there, there is this opening taking place that, that you know, he said, we definitely stirred things up here. People can't believe they're actually getting up and leaving. Leaving. You're not leaving. You're you're actually going, going, right? <laughs> going home. You don't leave to home. You go home, right? So, back in the day, if someone decided they wanted to move somewhere, did you ever find out about it? It wasn't part of your life. It wasn't part of your experience of Yiddishkeit. It must be that the fact that we have so many more communications and keshers with people all over the world is not because let's see how much they're holy and not holy based on their actions. That's ben adam lamakom. It's not for us to get involved with so much. What's focused, the focus for us is the zgula of the neshama of the door. And the neshama of the door wants to connect. That's what it means to believe in the door. That's what it means to believe in Am Yisrael. And it really is what it means to believe in the coming of Mashiach. That the door wants Mashiach. Ha'am doresh geula. Ha'am rotzel Okay, so let, let's jump down to the bottom now. He's going to ask another question on this, bottom of Samech Bav. V'im yavoh ha-shoel v'yish'al, Ech nitan l'asbir et kol ha-dibru al-gudulat ha-dor, im ha-yesod ha-mefursam shal yiridat ha-dorot? This is great. We, saw this, we touched upon this briefly last week. Isn't it 
so that every generation goes through a certain level of descent because every generation is one generation removed from Har Sinai. Is that true or not? That's a, just a fact. That's not something that you could debate unless you live in America and everything is debatable these days and you could identify as, as anti-time even. I don't even know what's going on right now, right? You could say, no, I actually think that we're closer because we calculated time wrong. Like that, that, That's the mishigas going on in America right now, right? But we're one, we're one generation removed from, from the time where Hashem spoke to us on Har Sinai. Who are the ones that can merit to say that may be true, but we're also one generation closer to Vehu Yashmi'enu Barach Mavshenis? Right? That, 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 that's what we're aiming towards, to feel that we're actually one generation closer but to what's going to be. But we know there is a concept called Yeridat Hadorot, the descent of generations. You could say, look at your generation. You once had Gdolim, Gdole Olam. You once had princes. You once had people of such dignity. You once had real Gdolim. Today, like Reb Shlomo said, you just have a bunch of Eitzah givers. You just have people walking around telling you what to do, what not to do. How can you describe these generations today that they're greater than the generations when there was actual greatness amongst us? So we have Gdolim that answered that question. They answered in different ways. All their answers are truth. And each of them differ a little bit, but they present a different way of, 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 of answering that very, very valid question. So the Leshem says, we have to do a whole shir on who the Leshem was. It's not for now. The Leshem says, just remember the name, okay? The Leshem says that it's true. On the outside, it does look like that. It does look like we're further from the way our grandparents looked, acted, and behaved in terms of their greatness as being Yidin. That's what's taking place on the outside. But on the inside, the exact opposite is happening. And you have to, that's an Indian of Emunah, of believing that and seeking that out in people. Inyan ze bali de bitui b'shayachut ha-nefashot lechelkei Torah. It's true. <laughs> this, is, this is so controversial what I just said right now. I'm going to say it in English and then you'll understand. This is so controversial. He's saying over here based on the Leshem that the manner in which there is a descent of generation is only in comparison to the level of observance of Halacha. To those that say that that's the only thing that defines you as a Yid. Now, why is that so controversial? Because it could be so misunderstood and misrepresented as well. Yeah, does everyone understand? This is a very important thing over here. Do, do we understand that? Any questions on that? Yeah, thank you for asking. For myself, too. I'm going I'm to say it. I'm going to speak it again. Ta- end of the first line in Samach Sain. Inyan ze bali de bitui b'shayachut hanefashot lechelkei Torah. Where are people finding themselves more connected to Torah? What worlds of Torah are, is this generation finding itself more connected to? I'm just going to ask that for a second. Chassidus, what else? Ideas. Uh, more machshava. Huh? Pnimiut. Like what falls under pnimiut? Spiritual. Spiritual. It's, it's more, more the spiritual realms. This is where the... The, the nefashot of today, the door, is finding more of a hunger towards those places. Now those same places of Torah which are speaking more about the outer layer of Torah, which is what? There's a descent, there's this concept of a descent in generations 
only in, in light of those that are saying that that's still the only Torah that we have to we learn and keep. Over there you feel it much more, because it's true. On a level of halachic observance, with all the beautiful Heligabali chuvas that are coming out every day and every night, there are more kids checking out of from homes every single day. It is what it is. That's the truth. Not the beautiful truth. It's, it's the reality. Because those neshamot today know there's something more. There's something more. Give me more. Give me pnimius. But regarding the inner layer, the inner dimension of the Torah, and the inner layer of the Torah is more soul, ident- soul identification. But there's actually an ascent of generations. There's an up, or there's a there's a aliyah. When it comes to the sad of saying, give me more pnimius, give me more depth, give me more connection. May I feel more connected now again? Maybe it's the FFB in me has, feels he has to keep on saying, we are not Khalila um, downplaying the importance and the role of Allah. We have to, I'll keep on saying that day in, day out, just so that no one gets the wrong idea. We are not saying that. And of course, I have to know the basics of halacha, those the dalaramot of halacha. Of course, I have to know that. But that's not going to feed my soul, and it won't feed my children's soul. It won't. You know, I, I just want to say one more thing because I don't want to forget about this. <clears throat> my Rebbe once told me don't ever get into halachic debate with anybody about anything. Why? Because I'll pi halacha, I'll pi halacha. There's so many faces, there's so many different faces of halacha that you can tie up. This is mutar, that's asur, especially with women's stuff today. Alpi halacha, you could go in and out of things and say this is mutar, this is asur. That's not the, that's not the, the inyan today. The inyan today is to raise a consciousness of people that of course they want to know and choose the right way of how to conduct themselves. Alpi Torah, alpi halacha but that really wants so much more than that. Like I always say, people that, when they ask about the shul, about the community, and they want to know certain halachic things, uh, the way that they understand halacha, or even hashkafa, on the outer realm of it. Remember, I told you when someone asked me, do you your shul say tachlun uh, or halal on yom atzmaut? Do you say halal with a bracha, without a bracha? So I said, I, I said to the person, this is probably not for you, Arshul. Say, oh, you don't? I say, no, we do, but that, that's not the... <laughs> that's not the inyan. That, that's not the defining inyan, the halachic approach we choose towards... Zeloze. I, like, I wish we could establish... I mean, I don't wish, but... Like, if we had like a new halacha... But I have to be careful, because of Baal Tosif, but there was like a halachic mindset, the frame of saying... You know, you cannot come to shul with your dafyomi, with your gemara. Like, I wish that was like an iser, like it would be to tell someone you can't come into shul with a phone on Shabbos, you know. Why? Because what, what is a dafyomi doing in shul while you're davening? It, how could a dafyomi enhance the experience of shivchi kamayim libech, nochach pnei Hashem? And we're still working there. That's still, Baruch Hashem, that's already big things to work on. Because, A, they're in shul. <laughs> there's talus, tefillin, there's a lot of mitzvahs going on, right? There's a, there's a gemara. <laughs> Alabai, this should be our issues. We understand what we're, what we're leading towards. The neshama of the door, of the door that's bringing geula, they, for them, learning daf yomi during shachris is, is, is mamash like eating treif on a soul level. On a soul level. Do you understand what I'm saying? I want to be very clear. This is what I feel he's saying, that the, the, the bakashav, the door, is saying so much more than that. hundred years ago, let me do a siyum while I'm doing shachras. Why? I'm not over anything. I'm davening. I'm learning. I'm doing both, Baruch Hashem, together. It's not going to cut it for our children. Ensikui. We won't even cut it for ourselves. Turn the page, please. Wait, Zahava, you wanted to say something? Okay. 
Yes. 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 Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, yeah. It's coming. It's coming from the ore of Eretz Yisrael. It can't come from out from there. It's coming from the ore of Eretz Yisrael. But in, For sure, nachon. But there, but even though there were always Jews in Eretz Yisrael, the chiburim, but not just that, is that the neshama, the door itself, the, the generation, the generation itself wasn't crying out geula, depth, pnimiyot. It wasn't saying that. So even though there physically were people here, it didn't change the mitziut of what the soul of the generation was screaming at, because it was a different door. Now we're in a, now we're in a different door right now. But Rav Kook says something even more amazing. Uh, look, look, look t- turn the page to Samech Tet. Biyun Osaf, and this, I, I want to I wanna make sure we, we really inhale this, this is like a, this is an, um, such a profound idea. Biyun Osaf matzinu b'divrei Rav Kook zatzal, she'inyan niridat adorot hudafka bapratim. V'hainu she'gdolei talmidei ha'chachamim b'adorot kodmim, what is the difference? Where does the descent of the generation express itself today? He says in details. What does that mean? The gdolim, the tamidich hachamim we once had, are infinitely greater than the gdolim that we have today, and it's, it's clear to everyone. Now, Rav Kook speaks about this a hundred years ago. So just fast forward another hundred years and just go down another like 350,000 levels in an elevator, floors in an elevator, and that's where we're on that level of, of, of Gdula. But, Leumadzot, Benogea la madrega haklalit shil Am Yisrael biklaluto. But Am Yisrael as a whole, as a unit, not as the de- details, by the way, meant individuals that there were individually greater people back in the day. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry, I should have explained that. There, there were individually greater people back in the day. But today, Am Yisrael Biklaluto is much, much greater. Azai kayemet aliyat adorot. There's actually an ascent of the generation. Our own eyes see, Rav Sasson says, Shemitrabim lomdei Torah Israel. How many people are learning Torah today in Am Yisrael? Not the Gdolim, not just the Tzadikim and Tzadkanias. There's more Talmud Torah today, not just on a quantitative level, not just on a quality level, but on a quantity level, meaning there's so many more people learning Torah today in Am Yisrael. Ve'klalut ador yachol litfos divrei chochumah amukim yoter ma'madrega haklalit shel ha'amon Let me explain. The klal of the generation, as a klal, can chap depth today on a greater level than the klal was able to chap back in the time where there was the Rebbe, where there was the Gadol Hador. Why is that? Let's let. We have. I'm sure we have a lot of ideas and understandings. Let's see how he and he, he plays this out. הרב קוק מבאר שהעובדה שגדולים הולכים ויורדים מדור לדור, הרב קוק explains that the fact that greats, that giants, on an individual level, seem to lessen generation after generation, נעוצה דווקא בעליית הדורות. That's actually, it's because there's an ascent of the generation. I'll give an example. Do you know that certain bands back in the day, were so big. Do you know why? Because there weren't that many other bands. I have friends, obviously, you probably can know I'm talking about that. They were massive like 20 years ago, and there was no social media. So the extent of their, um, uh, I, what's the right word, of their uh, reach was much more limited, right? So, there was, there were great, and it was a different ball game. Now I don't know today. You know, today you have so many bands, you have so many musicians, 
you have so many people believing in themselves more to try to give it a shot. Why? Because I could, hey, I could take out my, my pocket computer, I could talk to it, record myself, post something, and with some money, knowing how to do it smart, uh, the, the boosting, I could reach 25,000 people in half an hour. And from those 25,000 people, maybe I could hop one of their neshamas inside. Back in the day, who could hop 25? How long would it take for you to reach 25,000 people? Maybe eight albums? And a lot, a lot of money? So it's very different today. But that, that's one way of understanding this view of the, of the door. But again, Rav Kuk Meva'er Sha'avda Rav Kook says something fascinating, and we're going to see his words inside. He says, the smaller the generation is, the giants have to be even greater in order to shine and illuminate the but as the generations are getting up higher and higher, and the generation as a cloud, not as individuals, but as one big unit are actually getting higher with more access and with a more refined desire and a ratzon So the greats are actually becoming smaller for a few reasons. One is that today the access I, I have to what the deepest secrets of Torah are, are on my fingertips. They're on my fingertips. Like I have a friend, you know, I'm sure you, you're getting into AI. You know what that is? It is petrifying. Artificial intelligence. Bina, I can't stand, they chose that word for it in Hebrew. <laughs> Bina melachutit, right? This is a big thing in the world. I share with you how this works in, the stu- in, in, in recordings, in the, in, the, in the studios. This is the freakiest thing in the world. You can basically take anything to make it sound like anything, and you'd never know. Someone sent me, this is insane. Someone took Reb Shlomo's, a sample of his voice, and put to, and told AI, take this voice and give a drasha on the Big Lebowski. Half of you don't know what that is, Baruch Hashem. Someone, and I didn't know what was going on. Someone sent me, an, he says, listen to this Reb Shlomo Torah. And I'm listening to Reb Shlomo, and he's talking about this movie that came out like 20 years ago, which is a, it's a, it's a very famous popular movie about nothing. It's about it's about a dude. There's, it's nothing. It's not like a, there's no. It was after he passed. The movie. The movie was even after he passed. Right, so he's giving over a Torah on a movie that came out after he passed. It's scary. It's infiltrating all areas soon. Now, what's the what's the fear? Is that people's talents are going to be less needed because everything will just happen. It'll just be, you won't need it. You won't need it. Now, when the one thing, though, that you'll always need is panemius. There's no such thing as biname lachutit. I'm not worried about that with artificial intelligence because anyone that wants panemius understands I need to connect to what I'm receiving from. And I can't connect neshama-wise to a computer. I can't connect to artificial intelligence, right? But it's very freaky, and other like we're seeing it in a lot of different areas. That in education, kids are handing in papers, and I said, "Well, who wrote this?" Well, it's not just that you can say to them, you know, I know how you talk in class, I know your level of vocabulary, I know how you speak, and apparently now you can talk into it and give a few sentences, and it'll pick up your level. Yeah. And then write the paper. Yeah, I saw it. I saw it last week. Someone showed me on chat GPT. I'm, I'm staying away from this stuff. I didn't believe what the person told me. He said, try it. Say your name and say Parshat Shlach. Right? And it did just that. It found anything that may sound a little bit like something I would say or write. And it wrote an 18-page paper in 30 seconds 
on the concept. So it's, the world is taking, it's a very freaky thing. It could either be the greatest thing in the world, mamash, and there's definitely a lot of advantages when it's used in a holy and proper way. Tremendous advances, medical advances, like there's tremendous things that can come from it. Or it could be mamash churban ha'olam because it'll take people away from feeling that they matter. That they matter, that what they have to offer and give means anything, right? Or a lot of people degrees which they really haven't earned and they're going to go into a field and be a but they really don't know anything. Well, that's the thing. They won't go into a field. You know why? Because there's no need for humans anymore in these fields. There won't be a field for them, it, It's craziness. But that's why I'm actually very optimistic about this door. Because if we're saying the door is Doresh Pninus, they're not going to buy this. They, they won't buy... This is Chitzonius. This is outer stuff. It's not going to satiate the neshama of this very, very lofty door that's thinking about things in a much deeper way. Where, where it gets me a little bit nerve, scary is with, with, with music is that if, if it's able to infiltrate really into the world of music, then it's like a little bit... Uh, that, that's where it does scare me a little bit, but in terms of you know, interpersonal communication and, co- and connection, which is what we really want, that can never be mukhlaf, that can never be changed. But to go back into what Rav Kuk is saying over here is that the access that people, you know, the Rov Am was such pashta yidin back in the day that the big ones had to shine that much brighter because they were dealing mainly with, I don't want to say nebuchs, but lower, okay? Just lower. Well, End of the first... And, and what they were focusing on wasn't things that needed to be that deep either. Right, they didn't have time. Or the, right, that's what we mean by luxury. Ach, look at the next line. Ach, kechol shadorot olchim veolim, veador biklaluto meir yoter olchim agdolim umitkatnim, ubeilui hashalem shaladol kulo baacharit ayamim. And with the general ascent of the whole generation at the end of days, Shekol Hamon Beit Yisrael Yit'alu El Madrega Shlema Shel Da'at Hashem, that all of us are going to elevate ourselves to the level of knowing God, which back in the day just meant knowing what the halacha says, and we understand that it means a lot more than that, to know that to know the Da'at of Hashem. Azai Yishtavu Kulam, then everyone will become equal. There won't be competition. No one will have to teach anybody about Hashem. Because everyone will know me. Hashem says this. Mamash. Mamash. Good, good point. To learn this now. Hashem is saying, Tikkun of Korach, Hashem is saying, this is what's going to be happening. It's, it's fascinating. That is, is there a real perush on this that says this, or is this just something that we've understood in the last X years? Like, you don't need. Rashi say this? No, the, the Navi, this is from the Navi. You don't I need. Know. I'm, I'm, why, would you need why would you even want a Rashi when, uh, when something I'm like this? I'm playing the Halakhs here. Okay. <laughs> What does Rashi say on it, or Rambam, or somebody? In other words, is this just something that we see with our eyes now, or I, I do. I think you do also. Yeah, but did they see it then? Did anyone see it? No, it wasn't happening then. Okay. Okay. Well, well Rashi's a thousand years ago. Right. Rambam's nine hundred years ago. It was. They didn't. didn't so far from yeah, like a lot of things that we're living in right now seem so far from reality. But this, this is like, this, 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 this nevuah from Yirmiyahu is just, it, it's, it's unbelievable. And that's why when you, like I was sharing with you, when you go to Tel Aviv, you see people that, that come into shul for three seconds because they, 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 need, they need to say, Yitkadal v'yitkadash me'rabah. And, and the halachist in you doesn't go to the place of, oh, if he actually knew the halachist, he'd stay for the Kaddish Yassim, that's before Hoidu, or after Aleinu. It, it's not part of the way we're thinking anymore. Why? Because Baruch Hashem, we're getting closer to an era of realizing that's not what this door is about. That's not what's going to make it for this door. It's on us, the halachists, to look at a yid like that and blow our minds over them.
blow our mind, to, to see the words of the prophecy happening before our eyes. And the more we blow our minds over that, the more these things are happening. The more they'll happen much more in front of us. And I also think the more that they'll blow our minds over us. Because they'll be like, you with all your dot, you think that what I'm doing is special? Oh my God. Oh my God. So this will see everything we just said right now in Rav Cook's words, and we'll end with this. This is what Rav Cook says, and this is his words. This is from the Pinkasim. You know what Pinkas is? The, uh, the notebooks. That they, this stuff came out after, uh, you know, just not, not too long ago. Pinkas Yudgimel Seif Aintet. In earlier generations, the Klal were pretty small-minded people. But the real, you know, what's that? The giants. Were, the the Metsuyanim were giants, meaning those that weren't small were massive. Were massive. In order, they had to be giant. They were carrying everyone, right? But as time goes by, the da'as that these giants had spreading over the masses. It's spreading over the masses. So therefore, it's not that the greats became smaller, but they became smaller. Now, what, what do I mean by that? Right, it was just Limited. relatively speaking, they it became smaller. Correct. Right? Not just that. Most of the people didn't know how to read. Right, right. Right, so the building knew how to read, and so they were the only ones who could give over anything. Rav Kook says, you know what Shlemus is really all about? It's about this very interesting word called Mitsua. You ever hear the word Memutsa? Right. Mitsua, it means, not that, not that, um, not average like we're calculating right now. So we're talking about seeping in to the average of the of the whole nation, which in its generality has become much higher. What Rav Kook is saying over here is that do you think that when Hashem created humanity, the point was that you should be low because and he'll be high, but don't worry, you'll have each other? No. Humanity in its core is that whoever is high feels like he needs the low person, and the low person feels like he needs the high, so much so that the concepts and terminology of high and low fade away. That's humanity in its core. That's the shlimut of the enoshut in the bigger picture. Elamai. Why do we need Rebbe? Why did we need Rebbe's? Why do we need Gdolim? Why do we need it? Because in order to get back to Gan Eden, it takes a lot of work and a lot of reminders of what it's like to be that big or that normal, I would say. Not big, but what it means to be that normal. And that's what Rav Kook is saying over here, I believe. Again, cracking Rav Kook is, is a whole pasha of its own. Alken bimkom katnut haklal tzarich aprata metsuyan lihitnaseh harbe ukefi rabot erech haklal verumuto this is where Rav Sasson was quoting this Nevoah from Yermiyahu. He was saying that eventually there'll be an, you know, there was a song when I was a teenager, it was a very f- famous song by a band that the leader of it became saying not nice things about Yidden, so I try not to quote his name. But there was a song called Even Flow. Any of you remember that song? I'm neither dating myself or you all grew up very... But you didn't, so I don't, I'm, not, I'm not sure what's going on over here. There's a band called Pearl Jam. They had a song called Even Flow. Okay, Even Flow. Even Flow in this context over here. What, even Flow of what? Of Das. A sign... It's not just das of Hashem, of knowledge. 
Da'at, let's, let's think for a second again in the Torah. When the Torah first uses the concept of Da'at, is it speaking about knowledge of information? No. What's the first context? Ve'ha'adam yada et chava ishto. We all know what that translation is. That is connecting to connection. It's not just, it wasn't it's not just intimacy over there. It's referring to, he knew, he felt mechubar. It wasn't, I know exactly, I don't have her, I have her shidduch resume, so I know all these things about her, and I know what she, I, I know, when you say, I mamish know someone, it has very little to do with how much you know about them. It has to do with connecting to them. So when we say the word da'at, until the era of geula, da'at in a galus mindset meant information. Da'at in a geula mindset means connection, means chibur. So when it says over here that the da'at of the gedolim goes to the masses, it's not only referring to that what, what the Rebbe's once knew, now everybody knows. It also means that. That's on the lower level of the dat. But on a higher level of a dat, back in the day, only a Rebbe, only a Gadol could say, I feel mechubar. And today we see that's, not, that's simply not the reality we're living in. We're seeing so many people that have this das of Hashem that's so much deeper than just based on the information that, they, that they've been taking in. Because they're connecting, they're longing, they want pneumius. They want the deepest depths. So Rav Kook is explaining that's why this door is really an aliyah of the door. Now we're all sitting here saying, mm, that makes sense, that makes sense. Do you know how Rav Kook was viewed when he said words like this? Like the biggest kofar that ever existed. And, and, and they're not done with him. It's still an attempt. And also he made it really, really hard for us to defend him because we barely understand what he says. <laughs> so the reason why I love this Sefer so much is because he's giving us, and Rav Sasson is giving us access to try to be on the side of answering back to those that said he was a kofer because we could actually explain a little bit more about the light that he was describing that was already taking place. And that's why I'm just in love with this Sefer. I'm in love with this Rav. You know what the name of his, of his uh, organization is, right? Look at, look at the bottom of the, of the, of the side. The name of his organization is Umala Haaretz Dea. All right. Have a wonderful week, everyone. We'll continue next week. Bezrat Hashem.